Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of Transformation Church. With me again today is the Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and uh, our special guest for today. What? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. I'm just kidding. For That's hashtag. <laughs> So there it is. For those of you that have not, uh, that aren't super close to uh, the friend circle or, uh, you know, some of what we do here at TC, Justin has been trying to give our creative director, John, a nickname for 12 years. 12 years. <laughs> and in John's word, none of them stick. They just, uh, you know. This one's sticking. And the, so. Um, okay. So I got to we'll get I got to get some backstory on this. So we were we went to a staff retreat two weeks ago, something like that. And uh, beginning of the year, went to staff retreat, went to a condo, uh, Panama City or Destin, Destin, Destin. Sorry, um, we're, not, we're not heathens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to a condo, Destin, stayed, did some vision casting, all that good stuff, and um, and so. We, uh, it's Saturday, so, you know, all separate bedrooms and all that stuff. And, uh, so all, when we woke up Saturday, we all go to breakfast and as you do, as you do as in the morning, yeah, right. As you do. So we go to breakfast in the morning and John Sapp has a tendency at breakfast. Actually, no, we were just talking about it at lunch. It's all the time. He orders weird food. He has, he, <laughs> it's weird to you. He orders weird food no matter where we go. It's not weird. So what? <laughs> it's not weird. All, all you people are going to hear this and be like, "Oh, well, that's normal food." So we today we went to a pizza place. Good pizza too. Good pizza. Not like arguably pizza. the best pizza in Pensacola. Arguably, but one up, up definitely. John got wings and French fries. Thursday, we will do our regular. We we hold a small group. The men of TC, uh, part of that, we uh, Justin hosts a small group that's available yeah. to the men of TC uh, every Thursday. Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, even when we're in between semesters, we still go. Just cultivate community relationships, all that good stuff. Chicken wings. Chicken wings. John, Buffalo Wild Wings. John wings is orders a wrap. John. John. Yo, John, yo. John Their wrap is on point, though, y'all. John. So like at the wing good. restaurant. <laughs> John orders a wrap. We go to the best pizza place in town, and he orders wings. Then gets the wings. And complains that eats they're not- two of them. Talks about how they're not good wings. It's like no Te- doubt. Well, technically, now some pizza places have really good wings. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. John, I'm in, you don't I'm in the go middle to of a this. pizza place to get wings. Okay. All right. So Justin. All right. So and we've been talking about this for a while. John, uh, even when we so we 21 days of prayer in August. Uh, every year is not a fast, so you know you, we're we're eating normal, praying from six a.m. to seven a.m., which we're doing Monday through Friday right now. If you would like to join us at the church offices, you can do so. Um, you can go to our website transformationchurch.com to f- get the details on where where we're at. But we're praying six a.m. to seven a.m. Well, our offices don't open until nine, so we have two hours before. Now sometimes we just work because uh, we all have plenty to do. Last year. Uh, during the August 21 days of prayer, we all went to breakfast every morning. Yeah. And um, 
it never failed that Justin and myself, we are pretty, we're creatures of habit. I want two eggs over medium, bacon, hash browns, the biscuit with a side of gravy. That's right. So that we have biscuits and gravy. I mean, it's pretty. They, you learn my order. Fa- they'll it, learn it fast. It's it's yeah. It's we, pretty so consistent. We pretty, John, on the other hand, uh, is like, do you guys have any bagels? And <laughs> I was in the mood for a bagel that morning, and we weren't at like a cafe like that. Okay, all right. We're at it's a like diner. a waffle house. We were like at a diner, been open from the twenties. It's obvious they're making eggs. John wants like a bagel and lox and cream cheese and capers and stuff. Like I don't know about capers. Like but fancy, I, like we're at a Jewish bakery, going to get bagels. It's a bagel and coffee. Like what's wrong with it? Well, uh, nothing. I love that too, but it was just it was just odd. And then, you know, at, not at the retreat, we go and we're eating breakfast. You know, we're getting, you know, pancakes and eggs and all this. And John gets pancakes, but he gets the half stack. <laughs> And it's these little kid pancakes. They're not. Coming. They're not. They're regular size pancakes. It's like Listen, three, four inch pancakes. They're regular. <laughs> they're regular si- no, 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 no. That you guys are completely distorting so, this. There were five inch pancakes. You measured. <laughs> you measured. How you do, do you do that know? with your phone now? Anyway, you guys were eating like foot long ones. <laughs> it's not Subway. So we we're all eating and we're it's adult sized pancakes. <laughs> Look. And how <laughs> Okay. Jeez. So I'm all that to say, John is now half stat. He's Johnny half stat. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So, I'm glad that everybody knows that. However, they won't be using that name. Uh bet money. So what what did what did I call you at what was the one at lunch today? I, I don't know. I called uh, you two sides. Uh, yeah. No, but what did I say? I what was the one I gave bro. you? I already forgot. That's why they don't stick. I forget. Yeah. Hmm. Johnny Hashtag. Hashtag staying. That's half stack, a, yeah. We're pushing a month now. So, uh, <laughs> and Kyle, well, yeah, you said half stack. Like, John, that's your new nickname. And then Kyle was like, Johnny half stack. And it like, yeah, yeah between the two of those, it kind of, it, it mm. stuck longer than any of the other ones. You got to give them that. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. Okay. This one has. It does sound like a good nickname. It, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Half stack. Sure. It's sure. pretty funny. I have nicknames. First of all, it's just funny because, you know, we're on the staff retreat. So I was kind of treating uh, the staff to breakfast, you know, like we're taking care of them and all that good stuff. And uh, and so like, man, it, it, and it was a decadent. We we investigated, like, where's the best breakfast spot around? Oh, yeah. John, even John was like, yo, there's this pancake place. And it's like, I'm going to find it. Because it sounds incredible. We found it. It's called the Pancakery. Pancakery, if you're over in Destin. But they have Bananas Foster, pancakes, Bananas Foster's French toast. like Too sweet. All kinds of... Stop. I don't like your negativity right now. So they... And uh, all kinds of good stuff. And so, yeah. I mean, like, we're getting... We're getting like we're going in. Everyone's pancakes got like whipped cream, banana, bananas fossil with caramel sauce and pecans and or pecans, however you roll. Uh like uh, I just had plain pancakes with butter. Like a real American. Right. So it was just good and then, there's fake Americans out and there. So the, uh, <laughs> well. Uh so yeah, the, it's a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so uh you know, my 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 meal hits the table. I'm a big breakfast eater. If I eat breakfast, I'm a big breakfast eater. So much so that sometimes I'll even skip lunch. But two eggs, bacon, that's then this French like it was good, man. And then John has this tiny little stack of pancakes. Okay, yeah, there was nothing else. That's all you <laughs> in, my, in my defense, I'm not a huge breakfasty guy. <laughs> no kidding. But whenever I want it, 
It's usually Whataburger breakfast. Oh, John. <laughs> so. Whataburger's good. Whataburger is good, but like of all the places, if you could have breakfast, that's your favorite? Taquitos are amazing. They are, but they're tripping on the prices. They, they are getting, they they are getting, getting It's outlandish. Bro, yeah, me, me, and John, me and John went last week. Was it last week? Mm-hmm. I just wanted... You know, I'm trying to ease up on, like, especially with the fast, like, I'm, I'm not all this fried stuff. So I, right, I, I was right. not going to do the combo with, like, the hash browns. I was just, I was like, I'll just do two taquitas. <laughs> I like to call them taquitas. <laughs> uh, two taquitos, sausage, mm-hmm. egg, and cheese taquitos, right? At lunch, it's quesadillas. Quesadillas, yeah. yeah. Uh, so two taquitos and a drink was, like, $8. Yeah, no, it's no joke. I, I yeah. sat down at the table, was complaining to John. I was like, first of all, we can, we can. There's three cents worth of ingredients here. <laughs> we can acknowledge the fact that. The Whataburger small drink is the size of everyone else's large. That is true. First uh, of all, that is, yeah, don't that order is true. a large. Yeah, if you order a large, it's not fitting in your cup holder. No, but <laughs> but I don't understand. Like, if I ordered a biscuit, like a sausage egg and cheese biscuit, there's more food in the biscuit than in the taquito. But the taquito is like three times the money. Supply and demand, man. What's up with that? I'm gonna have to investigate. I don't know. So all that to say, John's on the podcast today. So thank you hey guys, guys for enduring Half that. Stack. I appreciate the intro to my nickname. <laughs> so well, he has had other nicknames. Oh, I I, I know. Little Sap Master. Little Sap Master. Sap yeah. with a P, two P's. I gave myself that by the way. Yeah, that was his first email address. Little Sap Master at AOL or something stupid. Aim. 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 Oh, oh messenger, bro. sorry. Uh, Lil <laughs> Lil Sap Master. Um. So yeah, they're sat master. Yeah, Justin tries to give John a new nickname once a month. Well, when you know John as long as that, like I've seen John get his legs waxed, like <laughs> disgusting stuff. Well, long story short, on that <laughs> I was also doing that for the the youth to go to camp. Yeah, I raised fifteen hundred dollars. I appreciate your long story. Bro. Even shorter is you got your legs waxed. <laughs> And so told people, the reason behind and it. told people about. We it. love each but other. But you did. You, here ra- at you, raised, you did raise money. So our staff has a great time every day. So, <laughs> so John is on the podcast. <laughs> but let's clear something up. I have to have nicknames for people because I can't remember <laughs> their true. names and stuff. Any of you that have ever seen The Office, when Michael Scott is showing people how he learns their names, <laughs> <laughs> Molly. <laughs> and he goes through the whole thing. And if you haven't, I'm sure you can Google Michael Scott learns names or something, and it'll show you the clip that is literally how Justin learns people's names. And I've watched this firsthand as he his very first day at our church up until this point. There are some people we still have to use nicknames for. Well, the problem is, so... Two years. I try to... I tell people in growth track, I let them know that I have a hard time remembering people's names, so I I I remember physical things about people, um, like characteristics. Not always bad. Like sometimes you kind of make a joke out of it because you have to. But um, you know, just that's how. Like, yeah. If you say like, like, oh, he has a he has the gray beard. Like, oh, okay. You yeah. Know, right. Like you know, like the the one the the one with the limp. You know, like so, okay, like limpy. Oh yeah, so, I know limpy. So, <laughs> you can send those emails to uh, politically correct at transformationchurch.com. Yeah. No, no. It's not to be disrespectful. It's like that's how my brain. So I, we used to have a I used to have a customer when I sold. I used to like do like home health care stuff, whatever. Back in the day, we had this customer and and 
you know the rapper Two Chains? Yeah. And he says like Two Chains. Well, this guy had two canes. <laughs> he walked with two canes, so he was two canes. When I saw him pull up the office, that's when we'd holler out Two Canes. And he was coming. He was really nice, but yeah. that was two canes. He was probably about it. It's like yeah, that's yeah, how they two know canes. Me. Like it's mm. no big deal. It's not disrespectful. When I go somewhere, sure. they know who I am. That's right. Two canes. Two canes. So yeah. yeah so I mean, like even for Debbie. Debbie. Oh de- yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> we can tell that. We can tell that. Even if she listens, she won't be offended. Yeah. So we'll, uh, let me tell it then. We'll tell her. We'll give uh, uh, somebody in our church's name. Her last name is Beckford. Yep. And um, Debbie Beckford. Debbie Beckford. So super. Nice. I sit by her every Sunday. She sits up by uh, Miss Kathy. You know, Pastor Brad's mom, and I sit right there. Anyways, Debbie's really cool. Uh, her last name is Beckford. So when I first came to the church, trying to learn people, like learn who people are. Debbie's gr- dad mm-hmm. owned a a car dealership in Milton that was there forever. It was a Ford dealership, Orville Beckford Ford Mercury. Yep. So Beckford, her name's Debbie Beckford. I connected Orville, and then I thought of the popcorn Orville Redenbacher. So her nickname to me in my head is Orville Redenbacher because it's Orville Redenbacher, which is Orville Beckford, and she's Debbie Beckford. Right. And that makes complete sense in my brain. <laughs> Because learning her name is Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a far stretch. <laughs> it really sounds stupid when you talk about but it like this. But okay. But, but it does work for me. Everybody needs to understand that this is a daily thing for us. This like is, we'll bring up a name. Like we all know who we're talking about, and Justin's like, <laughs> we, we got to take Justin down the yeah. trail of nicknames. Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> And we yeah. like, like there may be somebody that we only have one of those names in our church, and I'm still like, who's this? What yeah, are we right. talking about? <laughs> and you got to like describe <laughs> the person's spouse or what they wear all the time yeah. or whatever. It's bad. So to everybody that's a part of TC listening, I do apologize. He does oh, love you. He just oh. don't remember your name. I have a hard time. I I eventually will. Just be give me grace, the same grace that you want from Jesus. Um, sure. Maybe not the exact surely, same. Surely that's uh, a different level. Yeah, of grace. different level. Surely. <laughs> Um, you know, don't send your theological hate mail. So uh, if you've ever wondered what a day in the life of Transformation Church is, the last 12 and a half or 13 minutes uh, is uh, it's pretty much it. Didn't feel like that long. Yeah. So you think people are still listening? If they're still with us, <laughs> I promise we're going to talk about Sunday. Congratulations. Like, to you, you that held on, we appreciate it. You have made it through Golly. to the other side. We, I will remember your name if you hang on a little longer. Oh, man. man. Wow. Good I stuff. I feel bad. I Good think stuff. these people are like the Israelites, man. They're just, <laughs> yeah, they're just like wandering through the desert with us like, in this conversation. Well, they're probably just like in their car, like brushing their teeth and like they, their phones brushing in Brushing their room. teeth in their car? No, no. Br- oh. In their car or <laughs> brushing he, no, their okay. teeth. Okay, but he does that too, though. He'll, right. he'll, no. say, he'll say one word and then put it together with another word. <laughs> We're not gonna get into we're not that. Gonna get into that yeah, yeah, yeah. No, be not people listening to podcasts doing different things. Like maybe they're yeah, getting ready. Sure. Like we're recording right now on Tuesday, but maybe this is like Thursday morning, and they're like getting ready. So the phone's in another room, right? And they're just hollering at the phone to us right now to hurry up and get to the content <laughs> and stop with the nicknames. But we're still talking about nothing. That's kind of funny. That is kind of. How funny. long can we go? You think? <laughs> oh, we can go a long we can go time. Pretty wide. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Uh, so, so did you say pretty wide? Pretty wild. Oh, okay. I, no. It was t- gram, grammar's half not my half stack. Words are hard. Strong suit. What? Words are hard. Words are hard. Yes. Words are hard. Yes, they are. So go sports. Go sports. Go sports. So speaking anyways, of sports. Yeah. Speaking of speaking uh, of sports, Sunday. Speaking. Yeah. On Sunday, uh, we talked about part two 
of our brand new series, Level Up. Level Up. And uh, hopefully the last 14 and a half minutes uh, gave you some joy and some laughter and you're leveling up some of that right now. But uh, we talked about Level Up in the first week, uh, week one. Uh, we really focused on prayer and the proximity of prayer and being close to the Lord. And week two, which was this past Sunday, uh, we talked about impactful living. Um, and I kind of went back and forth on even the, what we were going to title this, you know, uh, missional living or impactful living. But John had already made the bumper and used the word impact, so I wasn't going to do that to him. So uh, we <laughs> impactful living. Job security. Job security. <laughs> so... Uh, and in doing so, uh, we really opened up with this idea that sometimes in life, just like John battling against some of his nicknames, you got to fight through what's uncomfortable, you know, and uh, hashtag. Like, so, like, like a light version of everyone's issues. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, right. So at some point, no matter what you're going, you know, where you are in life, uh, you meet opposition. But more importantly... As we're going into this idea of leveling up, that as you level up, you're going to meet opposition. You know, I was talking to one of our uh, one of our interns at the church, Charity, talking to her this morning, and she just kind of was hit me up. She she interns on Tuesdays, so she'll be in the today. We're recording on a Tuesday. She'll be in today. You know, interning and, and doing all her stuff. She's a rock star with the pipeline and, and a few other key areas for us, as well as a coach for us at TC. And, you know, as uh, she was just reaching out to me and she's just like, hey, I'm kind of going through this and going through that. And, uh, you know, me and Ashley uh, were hanging out with her and a couple others. My wife, Ashley, was hanging out with her and a couple others uh, this past weekend. And she's like, hey, I'm just kind of going through this. And, and I just kind of reminded her, you know, you're in the middle of a fast right now. We're in 21 days of prayer. You know, don't, and I was encouraging, don't ignore the fact that spiritual warfare, like every time you try to, every, every time you have the opportunity for promotion, you, you automatically create opposition. New levels, new devils. New, <laughs> that's good. Whoa. Hashtag new hey. levels, new devils. Yeah. That hey. was good. I'm about to, I'm about mm. to drop the mic. <laughs> drop it. Don't drop it. These are expensive. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, um, but I was just telling her, like, anytime you have the opportunity for promotion, you're going to you're gonna meet opposition. You know, it's just the way the enemy works, you know. Um, and that's kind of what we're talking about with the impactful living, you know. So understanding this amazing impact opportunity that we have. Um, but as you do that, there's going to be opposition. I mean, in your life, uh, you know, every, everyone can testify or anyone can testify to, you know, as soon as you start getting something moving forward, you know, you start fast, you, you start praying every day. You start doing whatever, you know, like the enemy really, he'll open up the floodgates of chaos in your life and family goes nuts. A dog digs into your backyard like John had this past weekend and dogs get in a fight in the backyard, whatever, you know, whatever. It's just like, man, as soon as you start walking in promotion, as soon as God gives you this, not necessarily a promotion at your job, but just in life, you start walking with more fulfillment. You, you make a commitment to give more of yourself to God. Maybe you, you, maybe you just said, you know what, God, this year I want <clears> to <throat> give financially. I want to I give 10% more this year than I did last year. Man, you can believe that the enemy is going to have a plan to, to ensure that your car breaks down or you, know, you lose your job or whatever. Like, he's just strategic. And, and so you have to learn to fight through that opposition because what's on the other side of your opposition, that promotion, that plan, the purpose, the fulfillment, the impact that your life is going to make, it's always on the other side of opposition. And so we wanted to 
communicate that. And so we open up with Ephesians three twenty through 21, which is our theme verse for uh, this series. Yeah, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And so, man, it's about impact that God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And so we find ourselves in this place. And so we broke down what are the three things um, that uh, that our impact represents or the three things that our impact will be. Um, and so, man, it's it's all about um, our impact in the three areas that uh, that God is kind of setting them aside for. So the first one. Your impact is intentional. Your impact is intentional. And, you know, God has genuinely set aside um, he set you aside for this and, uh, to be sanctified means to be set apart. Um, and so as he is sanctifying, as he's setting you apart for a specific purpose, that's what God does, man. And he does it better than anyone else, but it's not just that he takes someone, you know, like you and goes, oh, I don't know what I want this person to do. And then he kind of creates purpose for you. But the, the Bible actually says that he knew us before he formed us in our mother's womb, which means he actually had plans for us even then. So it's intentional. Everything that's inside of you. And I would dare say everything that you've even been through that you thought was a mistake, um, maybe it was on your radar, but it's something that God wants to use. <clears throat> then number two. Your impact is missional. Your impact is missional. Um, and it's it's one of those things where like, man, you know, your impact, you know, God knows it. You like God knows it. The devil knows it. You know, God knows that your impact um, is to create, uh, you know, a, a presence everywhere. So God knows that your impact is going to be great. The devil knows your impact is going to be great. Um, you know, and we have to know it. Like God can know it. The enemy can know it. Our friends can know it. Our pastor can know it. But we have to believe it, that there's something greater in us and that it's to go out and reach people for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then number three. Your impact is eternal. Your impact is eternal. Um, and that's that, uh, you know, your impact isn't just to create temporary aid or help, but it's really to, to be an eternal impact on the people that are around you, your coworkers, your friends, your neighbors, you know, all that, man, like God wants to do amazing things through you, but he's always going to call you to do something great. And when he calls you to do something great, it's usually going to require you to step out of your comfort zone. And so we jump into Exodus 3, 7 through 8. And in Exodus 3, uh, we're seeing where God is talking to Moses. So Moses, for those of you that haven't heard the story, uh, Moses was born uh, under the um, – uh, he was born, long story short, ended up in the house of the Egyptians with Pharaoh. Um, but his heritage is out of the Israelites. So he comes to know this. Uh, ends up killing one of the Egyptians um, and has to flee. Um, and he runs away for a long time, years, decades, whatever. Uh, and while he's gone, the people of Israel are praying to God to get them out of the slavery of the Egyptians. So finally, God says, all right, it's time to do that. And he calls Moses and he goes to Moses in a burning bush. So the bush is on fire, but it's not being consumed. And God starts talking to Moses in Exodus 3, 7 through 8. 
The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their, of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So we see that, uh, yeah, God is saying, all right, I want you to go. Like, I've heard them, so I'm going to send you, um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm here to rescue them. And impactful living, uh, we have to recognize that uh, starts with four things. Or it, it includes four things. And so these are the four areas of your life that you're going to have to recognize if you're going to have an impactful life. If you're going to have impactful living, it's going to be, you're going to have to recognize these four areas. Number one, it starts with acceptance. Acceptance starts with acceptance. There has to be an acceptance of the mission. There has to be acceptance of the impact. There has to be, you know, it has to come to a place where uh, you recognize that there is a level of acceptance. Like, so, and, and there's two different ways that you get accepted. There's God's acceptance that empowers you, which is so great because God's, God's acceptance of us, I mean, how he extends grace and mercy to us, um, is not uh, even necessarily it's it's not of our doing like god's desire to empower us has little to do with us and everything to do with him you know uh ephesians 2 10 says for we are god's masterpiece uh that he has created us anew in christ jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago but then your acceptance engages you so god can empower you all day long but at some point you have to decide i'm going to step into this and i'm going to accept what god is doing in my life i'm going to accept what god is saying he wants to accomplish in my life um and so as he does that we see um back with the story of moses exodus 3 10 through 11 god says this so now go i am sending you to pharaoh to bring my people the israelites out of egypt but moses said to god who am i that i should go to pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. So Moses is like, who am I to do that? You know? Now, have either one of you guys ever, like, the call of God in your life meets this insane level of insecurity slash uncomfortability slash I don't think I can do this? Honestly? Yeah. <laughs> no. Not for me. I, I, I. Did I saw that coming? Yeah, and and I and I and I and I hate to even say that. Man, this man's ego. No, it's not. It's not. It's not ego at all. It's, it's um, yeah. I I I think because you used the word insecurity, right? Your question had that word in it. You know, sometimes have I have ever wondered why God would choose me for certain things or why He would want to use me or call me to ministry? Like, yeah, but. I never got to a place of insecurity. Like I'm not, I'm not worthy. Right. Right. So I don't, I don't let it affect me and what I'm doing. Cause I'm not worthy anyways, but he called me nonetheless. So he did like, it's just a confidence in your, it's confidence in yourself. Yeah. And, and not just in yourself, but confident in, in like in the Lord, I'm not confident in myself just because I'm confident because the Lord found me worthy. Well, does that make sense? And I know that sounds really, I know that sounds bad, but you asked the question, um, you know. No, it, it makes total sense. I think for me, though, it was one of those situations where I didn't feel, I, you know, getting saved at 16 and then all of a sudden being like thrust into like this moment of whether or not I'm going to lead and, you know, like be a part of a worship team, lead on a worship team, be a part of, um, you know, different things like that. It, 
it did scare me. It did give me anxiety. It gave me even more anxiety when I found out that there was something that God wanted to do more with me whenever I came on to be in full-time ministry. Yeah, I, you know, I think, I think it's people, like, you don't want to fail God. Yeah. You know, but I, I just, and I, I totally get that. I totally get that. And, and I do. I just, I, I, I think I have a unique, I'm going to say a weird way sometimes of viewing life though, that I don't, I just don't approach it that way. Well, I would say that you were probably way more mature in most of the stuff that you were going through at yeah, when you no, were younger too. Yeah, so, no, sure. I, I think there's know. a lot that plays into that mindset. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, fr- it's almost frustrating to me when so many people that are saved Christians that are in churches and in our church that we know that are like awesome people, awesome Christians have, have tremendous talents and skills. And the one thing holding them back is insecurity. When it's like, you know, the Lord called you, the Lord called you to this. Like, right. If he believes in you freaking believe in yourself a little bit, like something, you know, so I'm not worthy on my own. In that, I can boast in a sense. Like, I'm not worthy. I didn't do anything to earn the call, but I have it. God chose me, and he believes in me, so I'm going to walk in that. I want to walk in that belief that God's confident in me so I can be confident in myself. Now, that doesn't think – I don't think that's – I don't think you should be arrogant in that. I think that we've all encountered people in ministry that maybe are arrogant. Uh, I try not to let that be me. But no, I, I don't think I've ever questioned the call out of insecurity. Mm-hmm. I've questioned the call if I failed or if I, you know, messed up. <laughs> right, right, right. Then right, right. I, that's when you maybe will question the call, yeah, but not sure. out of insecurity. Well, and I think, yeah, I, I mean, John, I agree with you. I think that just like you said, like, <clears throat> you know, Justin, you know, at 20, well, called a ministry at 20. Well, 23, 24. 23, 24. Is when I felt, I guess, I really started taking it serious as far as I could be a call to ministry. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before. You know, you and I have very unique upbringings. Yeah. You know, um, to that instills, you know, confidence. I don't even, I, you know, I don't want to say arrogance, but a confidence that, like, I can do anything. That doesn't mean I'm going to be the best at it. It doesn't even mean I'm going to be good at it, but I, I can, can do, do anything. It. I can do anything. Yeah. Um, and I get that. There are a lot of people that like, you know, um, I think, I think of myself and, and I think of, I think of a lot of people, you know, it's one of those things where I think there are some guys that uh, are the jack of all trades, you know, and then there are some people that, you know, it's, if you're the jack of all trades, you're the master of none type thing and becoming exceptional at one thing. Or very, you know, really good at a few things and blah blah blah. And so it, all that to say is that yeah, I, I I hear you. I think that there's a confidence level um, that even goes back to upbringing and not having insecurity and all those things. But I agree with what yeah. you're also saying, where it's like, man, it, it, it's one of those things that I, I try to communicate to even our students in the pipeline. Like if they if we would recognize that supernatural living. And even supernatural impact, like going back to the what we're talking about today and what we talked about Sunday, like for example, um, there are a couple students in the pipeline right now, um, and some of you are probably listening to this. Like, you continue to tell God how you want supernatural breakthrough, whether it's financially, emotionally, whatever. Like, you want a level of supernatural, Holy Spirit, divine providence in your life, and you want the benefit of it but you're not willing to put in the work for it and overcome the insecurities to get it. 
it's a sowing and reaping thing. Yes, if it. you don't walk in the supernatural to overcome your downfalls or your shortcomings to let God make up the difference, and that's a faith walk. To to, And I'll use Pastor Dan as an example because he's a great one. Pastor Dan, a lot of people don't know this, he took zeros through high school for any public speaking assignment because he was terrified to talk in front of people. Now, we, now like to think of that is ridiculous, but Pastor Dan had to allow the divine abundant holy spirit promise in his life and say yes to the supernatural call that didn't make sense doesn't line up with my personality doesn't line up with my giftings doesn't line up with the way i was born doesn't line up with the confidence that i don't have doesn't line it doesn't line up with any of this but saying yes to the call gave him a supernatural faith walk that in turn has recreated and redistributed supernatural blessing in his life. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm just talking about like things that don't even make sense where he, you know, him and my mom go to New York city and are broke, flat broke doing ministry. And someone just starts bringing groceries the second Tuesday of every month that lasts them forever. And they're giving it away. Someone gives him, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or whatever the number was of free furniture for the house in Cincinnati. After they moved there, they launched the church in Cincinnati and they find this perfect theater to open the church in, but there's a, a, a hole in the roof that's approximately 20 foot by 35 foot, a huge hole in this roof that water been pouring forever. And a company calls them and says, Hey, we want to donate a free roof to your church. And then someone donates a sound. So like, those are supernatural divine Holy spirit, God moving on your behalf moments. But it started with the supernatural. Yes. To saying, I know this doesn't make sense for me to be able to do this. I know this doesn't line up with my giftings. I know that I'm terrified to do it. But if God says I can, who am I to say I can't? And, and not only who am I to say I can't, who is everyone Any, else? else? And that's like moment of transparency. That's where I get frustrated yeah. because I am confident in myself and the call that God has in my life. And I'm not afraid to talk about it. The problem is people then label me as arrogant. And what if I had listened to all those people? That's true. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, and and that's where I get frustrated because you, I think it was, you said something the other day about lately people have been using their personality type as a crutch to not do things. Was that you? Right. So like I totally believe in personality types. Like I'm obsessed with it. Y'all know that. I'm fascinated by it. They're very real. But but the, the but is insecurity isn't a personality type. So people that are refusing to step up in leadership and using things like that's not my personality. Like you don't have to be an I life of the party to be a good leader. Like you can go to, you can go to look at even probably successful preachers that run the gamut on personality types. Some are probably the life of the party. Some are probably as introverted as you could be if, when they're not on the stage preaching, right? That the call has nothing to do with the personality type, but I get frustrated when even, even in our, even in our church, I know, I know there are people, a lot of them are probably in our friend group that have at times thought me as arrogant and all of them, the, the, and, and I, I make the joke, insecure people find me kind of cocky sometimes. Yeah, people, people that aren't insecure don't find me arrogant. And, and I don't yeah. know how to explain And that's the frustrating part, yeah. though, because what if I had listened to all those people? What if I started thinking of myself less because you think of yourself less and it rubbed off on me? That's a shame if, yeah, if well, I did that. Well, and the thing is, is it's like, like – even even if that is the like even if i'm even if i am just confident maybe i'm excessively confident but it's like i man i would rather 
you know, it, it's it's some of these home run hitting guys in the MLB. Like, man, I I would rather have a lower batting average and be the home run champion and have the world, you know, the world record than to be afraid to swing at some pitches. And it's like, man, like swing for the fences. Like right. if you fall on your face, fall on your face. It, and the and the thing is, and what the the hard part of what the what the explanation is, what people don't oh, bless you, bless you, uh, sir. Uh, what the 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 thing it goes back to the question though, of like, I didn't earn this. I my quote unquote skill did not get me here. God, the a call For did. Sure. So I'm not com- I'm not overly confident in Justin. I'm overly confident in the the person that the Lord chose for something. Yeah. yeah. Does that kind of make and sense? I, and for I sure. agree with that for sure. 100%. Just because of my own experience. Five years ago, I had no idea how to create anything. I had no idea how to design something. Yeah, man. You know? And it's it, yeah. was, it was one of those things and those situations where there was a need in the church. I prayed, God, maybe this is something I could do. I don't know. And then all yep. of a sudden, yep. it was within a month that... I opened up a Photoshop program. I opened up the Photoshop program. It was like CS6 or something like that during that time. Yep. And it was in that month, I learned, I just learned how to do it. And then it was like, this has got to be God because I have no idea what I'm doing right now, but everything's turning out pretty decent. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, and I even, I just, I just tweeted while we were recording. You did? Yeah, I did. Is that a good tweet? Uh, I think so. Let's read. I said, is your fear of failure really just your fear of faith? Mm. And, 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 that, right. and that's, that's where good. people like I wish I could teach this it was in my head because failure does not scare me one bit it's it's a, it's funny like we even think about things like when we do the transition at church we're on stage right, right, right. there are times which is a, which is one of the most intimidating things to do at it, our church it, I would ra- I would rather preach than do that it, <laughs> right 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 but here's the funny part right. especially when we're doing the run through in my head sometimes I will say to myself I wonder how dumb I look to people the people behind me right like totally. am I messing up does everyone on the band are they looking at me like he really looks stupid right now <laughs> but not one person on that band would want to be standing in those in my shoes doing that right it, pr- pr- they'll stand there and lead worship fantastically right but not and one, they do not and they do right. not one of them that I know of offhand other than charity because we're pu- kind of pulling her in would want would want to be where I'm would volunteer and say let me do the transition so why do I care what why do why would I let in my head how dumb I may look to them when I know that they don't want to do it either and, and I'm not saying that I'm bad I'm, I'm saying they're not thinking of that right. when we're doing the run through promise not one of them has said he looks really stupid doing that right now. I don't right. think they would do that. They're in their zone, but that's right. how the enemy works. Though, is we think we think everyone else is thinking about us when no one is. Yeah, <laughs> you, you right. know, like that's what makes people not want to get up there yep. And, and, yep. and do on the stage thing is they think everyone's criticizing them, and when in fact no one gives a crap. Right, like because they surely if, don't want to come up. If there. anything, they're they're applauding. <laughs> if, if anything, they're, they're, they're you in on. all of what God is doing for that's you. That's right. Moment. Yeah, that's right. So, but even the devil does that sometimes. Like it'll run through my head. Like, do I look stupid right now? Am I standing? Like, yeah. but they're not thinking about that. But yeah, and that's point. That's even point number two. It's, it's exactly what we're talking about: overcoming yeah. that anxiety. Yep. Point number two is overcome the anxiety for those of you listening. But yeah, it's overcoming that. Like going back to what you're talking about, it, that's the whole point. Is it's like we have this anxiety. Number one, let's call it what it is. Uh, it's it's our addiction to approval. 
first of one, we're, we're addicted to the approval of everyone that's around us more, more so than this is what shocks me listeners out there. And, and you guys, this is, this is what shocks me is we can have the approval of a hundred people, but we'll only hear the voice of the one person that's right. that says it wasn't any good. So it's like, so it's all like you killed it. Great job. Great job. Great job. You know, like if you don't believe me, post something on Facebook right now. You'll have 10 people say how awesome your post is. You'll have one person say that's stupid and you get, you'll get consumed by that person that says it's stupid. Why'd she say that? And you know, what's crazy is like, uh, listening to, uh, what do we call them? GV. GV. Um, like, do you know how, if now this hasn't happened, but in our context as a church, right? right? Like, right, right, right. If someone came to me and said man you did a like uh, someone who doesn't do that like not like a critique like hey you should have said this differently but like someone came and actually had something negative to say how sorry i feel for that person that someone would take time like or if you like you just said you post a picture or something on on facebook or instagram or whatever and someone actually comment something negative do you know how sorry I feel for that person? Like the, the time, time that you can never get back to say something negative to another human being to feel better about themselves. That's why. It dri- I, yeah. No, sir. It, like, dri- it you, drives my wife crazy. No, sir. You I get, will not get me that way. Not today, Satan. Yeah, I, you it, will not get me. It drives my wife crazy because I give zero time to those people. I don't even respond to them. I on ninety nine times out of hundred, I just delete their comment. Now it's gone forever. Yeah. Like I don't, I give it no attention. Like it doesn't keep me up at night. I don't care. Like, it, you know, and it, it's not like I don't care, but I do care and it's going to bother me. Like someone posts something crazy deleted and I keep moving. I'm like, I'm not stopping what I'm doing. Like, and I'm not, I, I haven't always been this way. Like I totally like, there's a certain wanna, level of confidence. And you want to defend that sometimes. Like, yeah. Or you no, want to stick up for yeah, yourself. Yeah. I want to like, Oh no, well you just don't know. It's like, no, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, you, you can, I got people around me that are on my team. I got people around me that are loving me. I got people around me that support me. My wife loves me. She supports me. If I made it through 2018, forget it. I can make it through anything. Like I'm at that point in my life now. And I think Javen's, you know, going home to be the Lord has, has oh, made sure. that, has even strengthened that to where I'm like, dude, I, I just made it through like the biggest roller coaster of emotions ever. In February, 2018, I took over a church, um, Riding the mountains, you know, before that, my son gets sick with a terminal illness. I take over the church, top of the mountain. Then he passed away May 18th of 2018. Yeah. And then like, then we have to re breathe new life into my family, into the, like I'm riding this roller coaster emotion through Listen, if I made it through 2018, I'll be gum if I let some random nobody that lives in Timbuktu, Arkansas or whatever. Even if you ain't a nobody. Even if you ain't a nobody. Like, like I don't care. Like, I don't care who you are. You can be, you can have my last name as a family member. You, yeah. Not today. Yeah. Not if, you, if you're, as far as I'm concerned, if you're not on my team, you are a nobody. Like I don't, I don't care oh, who you are. So see, I'm going to tweet that. <laughs> Man. So, and that, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, it just and that's it, why I said I put that tweet out. I'm gonna look it up. Keep going. I'm gonna look it up. It's, that's it's, it's I think we gotta chill as Christians on the criticism of each other. Come on, man. Like in within our church, and I'm speaking to the the people in churches that have something to say about like if you're in a church and Come you're on. not in leadership, the hard part is they don't have they don't have the opportunity to to explain every decision. Right, and I'm we're, I'm speaking because we deal with Come this, on. right? Come they on. don't have the opportunity say to explain that. every decision, and a lot of times I'll say this: you have the luxury of not knowing what we know as leaders. 
Like sure. you have the luxury of not knowing what we know. Sometimes and I'm not carrying the burden and not carrying the burden. And I know that sometimes people wonder like, why are they doing that? Why did this? Why did it? It's like, you just, you don't know what we know. And we don't have the, this, the opportunity, not that we don't want to give an explanation. We just don't have the opportunity right. most of the time. Right. Right. So, but, but when that turns to like criticism, like we got to chill on that because like we're supposed to be on the same team. Like let's not, cri- let's not criticize that the, the person leading worship maybe was off pitch at one point. Like that's what we're gonna say. That's that's the only thing we can say is like that. Some maybe it was off pitch, or it was a little loud, or you know, he said the wrong word when he was preaching. Like he messed up. He meant to say proverbs, and he said psalm. Like he gave the yeah. wrong scripture on accident. Like or whatever. <gasps> or whatever. It's like like that's what we're like. Like let let's treat each other on. Like yeah, I just don't get that. So, absolutely, you ain't getting me. Yeah, <laughs> ain't getting me that way. Not today. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. I was trying to find this tweet, but I, I, I can't find, you know, one. There's, there's a few of them that I've been putting out lately and in regards to, to some of that. But no, you're right, man. It's just like, bro, if, you, if you're not on my team, like, whatever. Oh, here it is. Like, I love you still. Yeah, I, I, I put out a tweet on November 29th. It's just like, I said, stop chasing people that you can never catch. They never wanted you anyways. They tolerated you to be around the ones they, to, they tolerated you to be around the ones that you were around. I used to I used to fight to keep people on my team, but now I just fight for the ones who already are. Like, if you're rocking with me, let's go. If you're not, I don't hate you. I'm just I'm, I'm like and, I'm giving my time to the ones I'm that, rocking with, and when not you, to the haters. And when you say rocking with me, that's not like a selfish thing. Like I only like people who like me type thing. It's, that's yeah. not what's coming from. It's it's more of a a support. Like, well, it, yeah, it kind of is, but in the right context. Right. In other words, like. If I listen, I got 24 hours in a day and I got seven days in a week, just like you, just like John, and just like every person listening to this podcast. Half stack. And so it's, it's the same thing I tell you guys. I tell you guys as leaders this, and you've heard me say this before. It's like, listen, you got 24 hours in a day and seven days in a week. And if that's the amount of time you have, do, don't give it to people who aren't using it wisely. Mm-hmm. Don't invest your time. Like, in other words, I'm not going to spend four hours this week trying to keep somebody on my team. Like when I say on my team, like that's we're trying to rock with us. Like, so if you're fighting the vision that I'm trying to promote, if you're constantly in opposition of me and the places that we're going and you hate every idea I have, I'm not giving you four hours this week to try to get you on board because you've already decided you're not. Right. No. I'm going to give four hours to the person who wants to be on board, but hasn't had the opportunity to sit down with me yet. I'm going to sit down with that person and I'm going to take them with me because they're running in the same direction I am. Okay, guys. But listen monkey wrench in this cog wheel discussion let's do it like that leave the 99 you know at some point at some point where do we go get these people but the thing is so here's here's my perspective on that that's a great question here's my perspective on it and before you start i say that because i don't want this to sound like we're being like like we have to i'm just almost devil's advocate but like at some point what about when they're not all for us do we still go get them so here's 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 my take on that i have yet to truly offend and push away a lost person but it's these religious cats oh yeah. they got beef come on and and my thing is there's 1200 churches in pensacola 1190 of them do church the same way and it's the way they're oh. asking for it oh boy so it's like, listen. Now we're getting real. And, and it, when I do a leadership teaching, whenever we go in to help churches re- revitalize their culture, I do a teaching called "Trading Nothing for Something." Um, and it's 
where I tell them you're going to have to learn to trade new people for some of your old ones. Because if you'll trade new non-believers for existing believers, and I'm not saying I want people to leave my church. I'm saying you have to recognize that there are some people that would rather criticize everything you're doing than be a part of what you're doing. And th- it is best that they go somewhere else oh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. And that's what I'm getting at. It's like, if you're not on the team, if you're not going where we're going, it's like, then just go. I mean, even in our TC code, we have leave the 99 every time. But when you read that, like our subtext of that is we'll always put more effort into reaching the lost than, than keeping, the, keeping found. the found. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, for us, like you, you come in like, man, church at the movies. I can't believe we're doing church at the movies. It's like, yeah, well, we had the most salvations in one month that we've had in four years in November. And the most first time guests that we've had in two years, just in November, which is during the church of the movie series, more people heard the gospel from our mouths during that month than we have in a long time. But you're worried about like the fact that we didn't preach on Samson or whatever and it's like man like get on board with where we're going and if you're not why be there that's fine well and I get it's 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 two wavelengths on that like I get all right it's not your thing that's cool like there's some people I get it like man I don't really want but in one of our trustees the prime example there's a few things we do in our church he has admitted to a very small group of leaders in a very healthy way that's not really my vibe. But his next line was, but that's what we're doing, so we do it. In other words, like that's not my favorite thing to do, but you know what? That's the vision that our church has, and it's reaching lost people, well, so let's go. Well, and I mean, I'm like, come, yes. Well, 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 it goes back to another one of our code. I mean, we're talking all our codes now. It's like, it's not about me. And the, the subtext, we will pursue our purpose rather than my preference. And right. that's what he's understood. His preference isn't, we would do church at the movies. Sure. But the purpose is evangelistic and yeah. there's people getting saved. And yeah. Like, so let's ride. So he jumps on the prayer and team and like, he prays for lost people. And man. it's like four yeah. weeks. Like, it's not like we do this. Like, it's yeah. not like, like the, our church now is all we do is show movies. Like, so, so that, yeah. And that's an organizational context, but how do you bring it home? Like, how do you make that personal? Like, who are the people that are rocking for you? You know, listener out there in podcast land, like who are the people that are for you and the people that are for you though, that's the people you need to have stock in. Now I'm not talking about blind allegiance. Like if you wear something that looks stupid, you need a friend to tell you like, Hey, that dress is too short or hey, bro, like that don't look good. Like, so have people that will speak some truth in your life. If, uh, if you're married, but you're getting way too flirty with a girl at work, you need a homeboy at work. That's going to be like, Hey man, uh, uh-uh. like you, you love right. your wife. You got a kid at home. Like yeah. you need to get that together, you know, or, or whatever. Or if you just have a covenant with the Lord, like, you know, maybe you've come through, uh, you know, an unsaved teen years and promiscuity was a part of your life, but you've decided you want to give your life to Christ. And in that being discipled is waiting till you're married to have sex again. Um, you know, but you're getting a little, little too close with whoever it is that you're dating at the time. And you got someone in your life saying, Hey man, like, Stay faithful to the covenant that you have right. with the Lord. Like those are healthy call outs and don't run from those. Um, but man, whenever, you know, when you got people that are just creating opposition for the sake of creating opposition or, um, you, you know, like 
you can never find them when you need them, but uh, they don't have a problem looking to you or being mad at you whenever they can't find you. It's like, man, some of those people, you just got to stop rocking with them and let them fall by the wayside. Uh, and, and the way I tell them all the time, even Karen brought this up earlier, it's like every relationship's a two-way street. If I pull away from this relationship and it falls apart, that means you were never chasing it to start with. I'm not going to be the only one holding something together. Well, and some, you know, some people just, you know, they, every time you want to do something or improve or, um, you know, maybe have an idea or whatever is, you know, people are just shooting it down negative. Like you don't need that negativity. Maybe you need someone that's just building you up, pushing yeah. you. You know, but, uh, you don't, uh, what the scariest thing in life to me is regret. I think I may have sure. mentioned that before. Like for sure. I'm terrified of getting to be 90 and have my life full of regret. I would have rather tried everything and failed at everything than to regret never trying. And that's where I'm afraid too many people are. But man, like you got to have people pushing you. Like you have an idea for a weird business or a business idea or you or, or whatever the case is. Like yeah. you have a dream to go back to college. Like even if it's like, even if it's like your, your, your mom or dad and you're an adult, but like, Oh, you don't do like cut, not saying dis distance yourself forever. Like from your family, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. don't, don't healthy, don't allow, healthy, healthy let, proximity. Let man. them push. Like yeah. you need people that's going to push you. Cause they're out there. Well, that's you know? the thing. It's like, I've sat down, you know, it, just being a pastor, I've sat on at the bedside of some, you know, some people taking their last breath. Some of them millionaires, some of them own four yachts. Some of them have four cabins. Like, and that's not even where they live. Those are just like places that like lake houses, beach out. Like they have all of these things. They've had phenomenal businesses sold at worth millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars. I've sat down next to famous pastors who taken their last breath, but, uh, you know, walked alongside guys like Billy Graham and were just part of those circles. And, and man, like there's a common thread that comes out of every single one of them when they're on their deathbed. Um, is, you know, all of them wish they spent more time with their family. Yeah. All of them wish they raised their kids better. That's, that's like universal, but every single one of them also goes, I wish I would have taken more risk. Like, I wish I would have done more. I wish I would have, you know, when I had that opportunity, I wish I wouldn't have ran in fear. I wish yeah. I would have stood in faith. Like that's, a, that's a constant and, out of these people. And if people like that are saying that, you know, you got to have a little moxie to become a millionaire. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and if those people are talking about, they wish they'd take more risk. Imagine average Joe who yeah. the same thing the, their whole life. Cause they're afraid to deviate from yep. this little path that it's not even a God given path necessarily. It's yeah. just, it's comfortable, you know? And it's so say, it's like even going back to, you know, the sermon from Sunday, which we've, we've kind of gotten off the notes, but we're on topic, which is like, God has this amazing impact for you. And man, like your anxiety, fear of failure, like all these things are, pinning you down and it's like man god wants to do amazing things through you but it, it requires you to you know to to overcome that anxiety engage by activation you know the next point like go, go to work activation. man like, that's right what do you got to do what, what like what's next for you like okay you know like putting a foot forward all right you're not the greatest public speaker like go take some classes you know holler at your one of your pastors find someone that's good at it like let them give you some training that's why we do the leadership pipeline like everyone in the leadership pipeline is not gonna be a pastor i'm well aware of that but they're all going to have communication skills whether you're communicating to your team as a as a coach your small group as a small group leader or a congregation as a pastor you need to know how to put words together well and communicate properly or even at work or something like right. you know you like not everyone's called a full-time ministry but you're still called to ministry right you know well, like even where yeah. you're where you're at if like, you're going to be at your job for 12 years you might as well become a manager and you need to lead them well i mean you need right. to go to talk in front of the whole crew like all of those things i don't believe I genuinely believe that the world doesn't need more full-time ministers. It needs more doctors, lawyers, waiters, waitresses, hostess, mechanics, 
people flipping burgers at McDonald's, people making sandwiches at Subway that are so passionate about Jesus that the gospel oozes out of them when they're at work. And when someone goes, why are you different? They get to declare the good news of who Jesus is right. and can do that. Artic- I believe that that is the saving grace. Like C. that's C. what God wants to do. C.S. Lewis, the Christian shoemaker's duty is not to put little crosses on over all the shoes. It's to make good shoes. Right. Like that little, the idea of that is like, we, we need, we need us in every aspect of society yeah. as policemen, as doctors, as congressmen, Yep. All that. Yep. You know, we need, we need genuine believers that ooze the gospel. It, it seeks out of them. Yeah. And, and can use their words to declare its truths. Right. You know, that's why I hate the saying. It's like always preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. It's like, no, no, no. It's always necessary to use words. Yep. And that's why it's important to train people on how to use yeah. them. Don't get me wrong. I, I understand. I, I the get con- the concept. I understand yeah. the context and, the, like, and what they're trying to communicate. Your life should match the words. Correct. You know? you know, but some people take that as like, well, if I just don't, you know, if I, I just don't order a beer when I'm eating with my friends, they're going to wonder why it's peculiar and ask me about Jesus. It's like, no, at some point, you know, you're going to need to go up to him and say, man, how are you doing spiritually? And I want to tell you about the hope that's, that's found in Jesus for your eternity. Like at some point, those conversations are necessary no doubt. Uh, for, for believers. And that takes us to our last point. If you haven't been keeping up with us, because this has been a very conversational way of making our way through these notes today, um, is that impactful living starts with acceptance. There's God's acceptance that empowers you and your acceptance that engages you. But then you got to overcome your anxiety. Then you engage by activation, saying yes, like go to work. It doesn't match my personality. God can overcome that. It's not what I'm used to. God can overcome that. I don't know if I can. God can overcome that. Like he's not in the business of letting you fail. So it's like go to work and then understanding that your impact, it rests on assurance. Like if you'll just go, if you'll just love God, man, like go to work and he will take care of that for you. Like, He'll help you. He'll help you move through it. Man, his, his Hebrews 13, 20, 21, uh, it says, Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good, uh, equip you with everything good for doing his work. That means he's, gonna, he's going to equip you. So if you don't have the ability to do that, great. He's going to equip you for everything that he needs to do, like that he wants to do in us, uh, for what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom glory forever and amen. Um, and so, man, let's, uh, and so we gave some next steps um, to help some of you out there because I genuinely believe that for many of us, like the thing we're overcoming, uh, what, what we need to overcome um, at the very bones, base, core level, um, what many of us need to do is just start saying yes to talking to people about our faith um, and the pathway to impact and so I just give these to you guys real quick. First one is start saying yes, man. Every opportunity you get, start saying yes. It's like, man, do you want to, do you want to do a transition this Sunday at the church? Like I'm terrified, but yes, you know, um, or God says, Hey, go talk to that coworker about the hope that you have in Jesus, man, God, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to say yes. And just start saying yes to things. Um, you know, if something's blatantly sinful, say no. But other than that, start saying yes. You know, like, man, start saying yes. I don't know, or I can't, or no, um, to the call of God on your life. That's a shame. So start saying yes. Start telling your story. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought of something funny. Don't don't and and don't use the Christian cop out, which is let me pray about it. 
Like I always, yeah. I always kind of find that comical. It's like, wait a second, the God of the of the universe that created everything. Right. You're gonna go pray to him and ask him if like you should go. That's why teach kids about him. I tell, like, I, yeah, I like, tell people like, really. You should do this. Let me pray like, about it. Lord, like, should I help poor people? Like that's what you. What are we yeah. praying about here? Like, yeah, no, right, right. I tell people all the time. They're like, oh, you know, I'm gonna pray about that. I'm like, I already have. Yeah. Like this is his answer. It's, I think it's it's almost comical. Yeah. The Christian cop out. Yeah, so let me pray about that. What do you think about that? Half that. I'm not. I think it's fairly true. Yeah, yeah I'm not asking I'm not you to move to Brazil. No. And live on the street preaching the gospel. I'm just asking you to. Do you want to be a smiling face to the people that walk through the doors of this church? Let me oh, pray, let me about, pray oh, about that. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> just, say, just say no, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do anything for we're the all, Lord. I just want something from the Lord. Uh, we're, all, uh, we're all guilty of it, though. Like, we are totally. I'm like making fun of us. <laughs> yeah. I so, totally, uh, I totally used that Christian cop out before. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray about that. They, so start saying yes. Next, start telling your story. So God's done something great in your life, and people need to hear it. So start telling it. Then add value to somebody else. If you're going to ask them to come to your church, start by letting them know you're praying for them and yeah. their spouse. Take Listen, them to lunch. Care about them. If you're the office jerk, don't invite nobody to our church. Right. To exactly. our church. Like, please. Right, right. please like, I got some churches you can invite them to, yeah, but not How ours. about be a better coworker and not be the office jerk? And then, and then like, add, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. You want to be grumpy Gus in the office. Yeah, well, 100%. I'm our grumpy. Am I our grumpy Gus? Uh, uh, some days. Number four, some bring days. them. Okay. No, <laughs> no I, I understand Grumpy Gus. So, yeah. yeah, no, but no. you got to like, like. Yeah, add value, man. Yeah. Be, be the person that people want to hang around, but then add value to them. You know, take them to lunch and pay for it. And then tell them about Jesus. Like, you know, like add value to them. Next, bring them to your small group. Hey. You know, we're all about small groups at TC. So invite them to your small group. Then invite them to a service. Um, and when you invite them to service, number six on this list is save them a seat. So save a seat next to you, sit with them, and watch God do something great in their lives. Because God has destined you for impact, impactful living. So get over all your stuff. I know it's real. I know it's scary. For some of you, you're terrified of what God wants to do in your life. I can tell you this. There's no safer hands you can be in. So, man, like jump in and, and get moving for what God has for you because he wants to do it that's right hey guys thanks so much Justin tell yeah. them where they can find more Man, you can find church. more about us at transformationchurch.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola John good to have you with it where they can find you on uh, on social media yeah Instagram John W. Sapp John W. you should Sapp. see if uh, Half Stack is available Heston. I'm not changing my name that would be cool though <laughs> guys thank y'all for tuning in we're gonna keep going uh, trying to get this nickname to stick we'll see you guys yep. later see y'all thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow up podcast it would mean so much to us if you would subscribe like and review on iTunes you get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends don't forget you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore you can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.